Welcome to A Break From The Grind. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. Hey, Jason. Yes? Guess what? What? We have people who are more important than both of us on the line tonight. Our wives are on the phone? Well, I mean, you could have said anybody who is more important than us, but no, it's not our wives. Uh, we have not one, but two very special guests on the show tonight. Um, we have representing the Fantasy Life app OG podcast. Mr. MPW270 himself, Mr. Mike Weinrich. Say hi, Hello, Mike. Hello, everyone. Good evening. And we also have Boo. from... <laughs> <laughs> and And the person booing in the background, uh, that is Mr. Profit from the Fantasy Life app, a.k.a. Neil from the Clock Dodgers podcast. That's right. What's up, what's up? <laughs> uh, we are extremely happy to have both of these gentlemen here. Um We've been told we needed to be a little bit more professional, and we know Jason and I can't do that. So what we did is next best thing, and we went out and found a couple of guys that were professionals. We're doing professional by osmosis. Exactly. I feel like if I put myself near you guys, maybe you'll rub me. Wait, no, you'll rub off. Rub off. <laughs> that works. That works. Well, it's an honor to be invited here, guys, so I appreciate it. All right, so we yeah, thought... Thanks for having us. We thought we would go ahead and do some questions and answers from the falafel app and no no stop stop uh, right ooh. now Uh-oh. shut your damn mouth Sorry it is that. not listen they may think it's the falafel app it's not it is the fantasy life app okay total total difference okay I, the, I, was about, I was asking if I'm, am i on the wrong podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's the other podcast that's another podcast for another day another show okay guys we'll this cut is that the, out. this is the fantasy life app <laughs> all right we thought we would get some questions for you guys from the fantasy life app George and I have decided we're going to do that weekly now because we're just not creative enough to come up with anything else. But before we get into that, the first thing we always talk about and the last thing we always talk about is Toys for Tots. Um, George came up with the idea to have a Toys for Tots drive. He realized we had no listeners and he said, guys, do you want to come along with us? And you guys stepped it up big time. You guys got listeners to donate, family members to donate. Today we are at $855.00. We shattered our original goal of $500. Guys, we can't thank you enough. I haven't thanked you guys in person yet. We've done it on the podcast, but we haven't thanked you in person. Thank you guys very much. It's it's very, very important that these kids get gifts, and you guys help make that happen. Good, Couldn't say no. There was no way to say no to it. So I absolutely had to dive in and, like all things, dive in feet first and figure it out later. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you guys put a challenge there in front of me. I'm kind of a guy who likes challenges, so... I got pretty crazy with it. I, I even actually, I never told anyone this yet, but I even had like bets like on the Raiders and stuff, like small bets, like $5 or stuff. I actually made the person like just donate the money instead of paying me the money. I was like, nah, you know what? I don't need that $5. Let's put it here. So I've been trying to, you know, pick pennies and stuff, but I think we did pretty good. Listen, we, we shattered the, the goal of 509 days. That is absolutely amazing. When I, when I first came up with the, with the idea, it, I honestly, I thought five hundred dollars was a was a modest amount. I, I honestly didn't think we would actually hit the goal of five hundred. I figured we might be able to come close. And then when I started posting it on the Fantasy Life app, and you guys started talking about it on your podcast, and we were talking about it here, it just people were just overwhelmingly uh, gracious uh, with their donations, and I couldn't thank them enough. Um, every time I went on there. And somebody donated. I, if I knew who they were on the app, excuse me. If I knew who they were on the app, or if they told me, "Hey, this is who I am," or they said, "Hey, uh, Geo, I donated," uh, I thanked them, and I and 
I thanked them from the bottom of my heart. It just wasn't something that, you know, just a generic, hey, thank you for this. I absolutely meant it. I, I, I truly meant the thank you for that donation. Um, it, it's just, it's been amazing, uh, the response that we're getting from people with this. Um, next year, I think we're just going to start off with the goal of 1,000. I'm hoping we can hit it this year. I don't know if we'll actually get over the $1,000 mark, but I think we'll continue to push it, and I think we'll get pretty damn close. Yeah, and you I can definitely that. start a little bit earlier, too. Well, now now that I've got the idea, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't have the idea at the time. Like, it was just something that came to me one day. Hey, why not, you know, use our platforms to, to do something? And I was discussing mm-hmm. with Jason, and he's like, that's a great idea. And I'm like, well, let's see if we can get a couple of, you know, a couple other guys. And Neil and, and Mike, you guys were the first two I reached out to. And actually, to be honest, you were the only two that I reached out to. We're in different geographical locations within the state. But we're all from the state of Florida. And that's what I thought was cool about this. And that's why I, I didn't ask, you know, any other groups or people to be involved with it. It's because I wanted to keep it A, within the state of Florida. And I wanted to make it so B, when we actually go do the, the shopping for Toys for Tots. And when we go out and we actually give the toys to them. I wanted the opportunity for the people who had been pushing it and working with it to be there to... To, to see what their hard work has actually finally done. And that's going to happen this week, guys. We're going to go out, uh, and we haven't figured out which store yet. We'll talk to you uh, guys about it off the air. But we, we're going to go out to stores. We're going to buy toys. We're going to take them to our local Toys for Tots location and you know give them the toys. And we're going to meet Sergeant Curcio, who we talked to last week. And you know we're going to make some kids really happy this this Christmas. So that's, that's – right, really, really quick, I do have a suggestion for a store. Go. One closer to my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Neil, next year. Just saying. Just, next, just you know, I like listen, to give my input, you know. Next year, maybe uh, we'll, we'll come down there. Listen, I've come down there before. You know that. I've got no problem. Yes, I have no problem jumping in the truck, coming on down. No, nah, I'm joking. It's all good. <laughs> but seriously, good. But seriously, closer to your house, right? Yes, please. <laughs> so just keep reminding myself it's for the kids. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, again, uh, if if you haven't done so yet, go donate to Toys for Tots or GoFundMe Toys for Tots Drive, or share the link if you can't afford to donate. Um, any share that you can give will help, just like a donation. But seriously, go donate. Yes. And now we're going to move into our question and answer. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. Nope. Nope. All right. So Do you have the itinerary pulled up in front of you? No, I'm looking at the. the <laughs> then why did you ask me? To, see, this at... is what I deal with. So Jason asked me earlier, "Hey, did you send me the show notes for today?" I said, "Yes, I did. They're in your in. They're in your email." Oh, okay. Thank you. And then we start the show, and he doesn't have them up, so he doesn't know the order of things we're going to go in. Well, listen, I am now looking at the show notes, and I see that it is the FLOGCD challenge. Yep. You know what I'm not part of. <laughs> You're not part of the FLOGCD challenge? No, I, I'm not because I was too good and you guys couldn't handle me. So what I'm going to do now? <laughs> what I'm going to do now is I'm going to sit back and let you girls whine. Oh, uh, oh boy! See what I deal with. See what I deal with. Daily, weekly basis here. Uh so yes, uh, Mike and and Neil, I'll I'll go ahead and give you guys the floor to talk a little bit about the uh, the challenge here. How? Uh, how do you guys think it's gone so far this year? 
I'll let Mike start with that. I'm sure he'd be better off answering. <laughs> Mike, right, Mike, so, we did not mean to put you on the spot, honestly. No, that's all right. I don't mind. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that because while there are debatable topics on rules, settings, things like that, the playoff thing, there's always going to be multiple different opinions when you get these types of setups. You know, we we have 32 owners. We've got 32 opinions. We have eight to to 10 very strong opinions <laughs> and they go both ways. Um, so you're never going to please everybody. The, the, I mean, everybody recognizes that. that so that is 100% correct. So no matter what we do or how we do something, there's always going to be people who feel that something could have been different and it would have been better or it may have worked better for in their favor sometimes it would it would have been better on, for yeah it would have been know. better for them yes so um what i look at and and take away as a success is that the the league functioned correctly everything worked properly all of the owners submitted full lineups most of the time everybody slips up and they have a you know there may be a, a missed bye week or a, a player that you know was a late scratch that got started but we had full participation in the league throughout the entirety of it. We still have everyone participating, you know, through that part. So to me, as someone who runs multiple different leagues, just making sure that it functioned correctly and everything went along and worked the way it was supposed to is a success. Now, are there dissenting opinions? Yes. Are there things that should be changed? Sure. Why not? You always need to make things better. Um, that that's that's where I see everything going. So can, can I ask? One, I think can yeah. I can I ask a quick yeah. question? Uh, sure. And it's it's something that I don't understand. Um, mm-hmm. And and so people were making a big deal about the waivers. What mm-hmm. what was yeah. that about? Did, was there something there I was missing? Okay. So again, in the interest of doing things differently, uh, one thing that I proposed and we put in place for this year was that. Uh, dropped players would remain locked through the weekend games. And because of the way the free agent system is set up, it essentially eliminates the opportunity for people to, whoever is the first person online that moment to get that player for a dollar. Okay. They stay locked until the next free agent auction the following week. Yes, they missed the entire game that weekend, slate of games, but every single person has the exact same opportunity to try and place a waiver claim on it. So the guy that's working at 9 o'clock at night, works third shift, and he's working overnight, he doesn't get screwed out of picking up players. Okay. Conversely, the guy who works early in the morning and goes to bed at eight thirty, nine o'clock, he's not getting screwed out of picking up a player. Now, should we have done it? where it was a 24-hour, 48-hour waiver lock? Probably. But it, it is what it is, and it was set up, and it functioned the way it was supposed to. Whether people liked it or not, that's debatable topic. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was kind of the big thing was that, you know, most people came, you know, were coming to us and saying, you know, this rule is stupid, which, of course, like I said, me and Mike agree on everything. And, you know, things like that I didn't think about until after the fact, like when people started complaining about it or even when I tried to use it, like, okay, yeah, this doesn't, I don't like how this is going. But, you know, when me and Mike talked about it, Mike said rules shouldn't be changed in the middle of the season, 
which of course, you know, that's one of the things he's talking about is, you know, that, you know, people are on either side of whether they agree with that or not, but it's just one of those things where, you know, I knew if we changed rules, then certain people would be upset. If we didn't change the rules, people were still going to be upset. So it's like either way, if we did it, people were going to be upset, you know? Yeah, so well, what you're that's kind of what created the quandary. What you're going to run into with that also is if you change that rule midseason, you're going to have people come up to you and say, well, you changed this rule midseason. Why can't you change this other one? And that's something exactly. that, that's something you don't need. No, the, 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 the you also you also have the case where people are going to say, well, I'm not going to play anymore because you changed the rule. And if you don't change the rule, I don't think anyone's going to quit. They're just going to be unhappy and keep playing because they did start that way, you know? Yep. No, so the the reason I was asking about it is because, honestly, I didn't know there was even an issue with the waiver system. I, I never, the whole year, I, I think I was pretty involved, and I I didn't even notice that there that was an issue. I had no idea. That's why I was asking about it because I didn't know. I didn't know once you drop somebody, they were locked until next week. I had no idea. That, that's yeah. why. That's why. Yeah. I, so I wasn't asking the question to, you know, skew one way or another. I literally, legitimately, I was just asking because I didn't know the answer to the question. What was wrong with the waiver system? I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you guys created the league. Um, interesting draft. Uh, the way how you got selected on who was on whose team. Mike did a a a live draft with Neil on I believe it was on Periscope. Did you guys on Periscope YouTube. it? YouTube. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. And you guys went through and you went back and forth and you selected uh, selected your team that way, which was really cool. I'd never seen anything done like that before. It was I was working that night, so I couldn't be there live watching it or even in the chat to comment. But I, I went back and watched it um, after I got off work, and that was really cool. I had no idea Mike had selected me number one. I I, I had honestly I didn't know until I had watched it after after the fact. Um, Question, Mike. That, that, that should have been the first sign of things that go ugly. So. <laughs> I should have known there. Hey, it was all downhill things there. before this really started. <laughs> so, Mike, question for you. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a two-part question. One, did I live up to the number one overall pick? Did you get what you were thinking you were getting? And B, and it goes for both uh, Mike and Neil, was there anything in the draft that you did that you, looking back, like, oh, maybe I should have had a different draft strategy or done something different or anything like that? Uh, did you live up to the the expectation? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you're you're a you're my goal of this was to draft people who were going to be very vocal, very outspoken, uh, and big supporters of of both of the podcasts. And, and you are that, so that's why I wanted to make sure that you got onto you know my division because I wanted you know people putting out the good word about the the product. So. I That's noticed, why I did that. I noticed you didn't say in there anywhere a good fantasy football player. But go ahead and continue. Jason, go ahead and hit the mute button <laughs> and you just go back to playing on your phone. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and, and you did well. You, you won a lot of games. So I, I think you, you did exactly what you needed to do as a, as a high draft pick. And good job, uh, You George. didn't bust out. Yeah. And good you, job, George. You didn't George, bust you, out like some of us. You almost made the playoffs. Good job, George. <laughs> <laughs> Jason and I works together, so he he he's vaguely familiar with uh with this with uh with this league that I'm in. Um, <laughs> how about you, Neil? Looking back, anything you would have done different draft wise? Um, I don't think so. I think I was pretty happy with the outcome. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Mike was trying to play some head games, t- you know, taking you first and stuff, doing things like that. But I don't think I would have done anything differently. I like I like you know, for as much as you know, there was. You know, things going back and forth about what could be improved and stuff. You know, I, I enjoyed the league. So 
I'm in the playoffs right now. I plan on taking the crown home for us. So, so far, you know, everything worked out well. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't have done anything differently. So, so Neil, I, I noticed you mentioned you're in the playoffs. Was that a shot at me? Because I, I feel uh, like, no, I feel, no, I feel never. like it was. Never, man. I, never. I feel, I feel like it was a, a subtle shot at me. Never, never, man. <laughs> Yo, I think that was a shot at both of us. <laughs> <laughs> he's rubbing it in, Mike. That's all he's doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, one of us are in the playoffs here and the rest aren't. I don't know what that means. But... That, that means two <laughs> of us play in tougher divisions. <sighs> that's what it was. Yep. yep, that's absolutely what it was. So, uh, next year, uh, we're going to continue with the league, um, I assume. How... Uh, how are we going to do next year? Are we going to do the same type of draft where you guys get on YouTube and pick your teams again? Or is there maybe going to be a change to that or anything like that? Well, next is the off season. So, you know, we can actually change things. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think any, I think honestly, you know, for all, for as fun as it was and all the good, there's always like, you know, like we've discussed here, things that can be changed, that can be added, removed, fixed. Um, whether it's people at GMs, maybe some of them, want to, you know, come out or we need to put new people in or more active people or whatever the case may be. I mean, I think anything is open for discussion. And the important thing that I want to make sure happens this off season, obviously compared to the short one that we, you know, from when we started this is, you know, open discussion from everybody for their input, you know, so that nobody feels like their opinion was left out or their opinion wasn't heard or that their, you know, their feelings weren't important. So I think the most important thing to me is just, you know, gauging everybody's, you know, in, you know, as far as like their opinions, what they think should change, all that kind of stuff and make it a very, you know, open discussion and make sure that everyone is happy before we start and everyone is clear before we start. <laughs> so we don't run into any, you know, mid season issues. Yeah. That was, that was my big issue. I didn't realize that it, the, the final playoff spot was based upon points scored uh, versus record. That, and I was upset about it. Um, but ultimately looking back, that was my fault. Um, I should have known the rules and I didn't. Uh, not knowing the rules is one of the reasons why I kept all my, my good injured players versus trading them to try to improve myself now. Cause I was looking at the long road. I was trying to stay the course versus, uh, trying to win now. I was going to say the good thing is you still, you know, play against the other division the last week. So your players who you kept, man, they're still going to be valuable because you're going to play someone and you're going to earn points for your side for the last week to crown, you know, who's going to be the champion of either, you know, clock Dodgers or OGs. So and, and you're still, you're still valuable. And 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 I'm gonna beat him. You should have heard this guy complain, complain. It ruined his day when he found out he wasn't in the playoffs. I'm emotional about it. Well, it was bad enough on the podcast I listened to. I was <laughs> I was pretty much murdered, cursed at, being told I was loved. I felt like I was in an abusive relationship. I was like getting beat and saying, "Hey, everything's okay. I still love you." And then, ah, getting beat again. I was like, and- confused i just started crying while listening i wasn't sure what i was supposed to do and prophet you came on back the beating the beating will continue (laughs) sometimes we never learn (laughs) is there anything you would like to say to each other with uh staring down the playoffs and and looking at crowning a champion is there any smack talk you'd like to say to each other uh i personally don't have any smack talk i'm gonna let our, our our play you know our play do the talking so i'm not really concerned i know we're gonna win we're coming into this humbly but we know what we're, you know, we know what we're capable of. So I'm not really worried about it. I'm just going to let things, you know, take their course. But I do want to thank Mike for, you know, for helping set everything up and, you know, taking part in this and getting everything set up together. And uh, it was a fun season. And just thank you, everybody, actually, for being a part of it. And let's just, you know, let's do this thing and make it happen. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this uh, 
this last week plays out. I think that's that's going to be a lot of uh, a very interesting time because honestly, I've never done anything like that before, and uh, I just want to see how it goes, yeah. see how it plays out. Yeah, no, you may and, have to change that. You know, you may have to have that changed in the future as well because you know the maybe the point structure doesn't work out correctly. You know, it's too top heavy or something. Who knows? So. I think wide receiver. It's way too wide receiver based scoring, in my opinion. No, no, that's not what I meant. I meant the. <laughs> I meant the. He didn't know a G, bro. And now he man. He did not mean anything bad about wide receivers. <laughs> no, I, well, I didn't mean anything about the. Uh, He's the talking about players the final playoff points. Oh, I know what he was talking about. <laughs> MPS, the uh, the running backs are clearly better than the wide receivers. It's, it's a little top oh. heavy to the running back side. Yeah, it is. The few the few running backs that are there, if you look at like overall numbers, the the few big time running backs are head and shoulders above everybody, and then there's a huge gap. So yeah, if you got one or two, if you got two of those top 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 five running backs, you're going to be very difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. All right, the last last part of the podcast, and Jason, you can unmute yourself now. You can actually join in and discuss. Uh, oh, there's going to be topics that I'm yeah, part there, of? Yes, 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 there are. Unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> well, that wasn't nice. Hey, I've been Listen. taking shots at him, so, you know, got to get you. You underrouted me. I'm never going to forgive you. The underrouts I'm mad at will never go forgiven. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't gotten 2017 yet because I've been doing the podcast too much. Um, But as soon as I get it, I'll come back and beat you. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So the last part of our podcast tonight is questions from the FL app. Um, we ask for them every week. We get them every week. We're just too lazy to do our own thing. So we make you guys come up with our content for us. Uh, that's because we're hashtag bad at podcasting. We're trying to make that a thing. It hasn't worked out yet. <laughs> when you only have three listeners. It's hard you, to make a thing a thing. You don't trend. Um, so we'll jump right into the questions. Our first question is from Mr. Meeseeks. What's the better tight end for the rest of the season, Ertz or Olsen? And we got a couple uh, fantasy gurus. Mike, uh, George, I'll, I'll uh, mute your mic and let these guys talk. Thank you. Go ahead, Mike. I'm not a guru, so you can go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, better tight end rest of season, Ertz or Olsen? Um, man, I, I, don't, I don't trust what's going on in Carolina right now. Something's amiss with that team. So Ertz has been getting targeted heavily and their schedule is okay for tight ends, Washington, Baltimore, and the giants. So I think you've got a, a reasonable opportunity, a good volume there. If and you go back to, uh, Hey there. Yep. Me. Hold on one second. <laughs> Well, while Neil's doing whatever whatever Neil is doing, I, between Ertz and Olsen, I agree with everything you said. I think I would rather have Ertz and Olsen, which just pains me because Olsen, coming into the season, is, his expectations were so high. But to be honest, if I had a choice, I would rather have, and if he's available, I'd rather have Cameron Brait over both of them. I, I, I definitely would rather have, probably, I would definitely rather have Brait over both of them. But, man, since you guys both said... You know, Ertz, I'm going to say Olsen. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to go with Mr. You know, he's been consistent his whole career. So I'm going to keep faith in him. I know things have been a little down and he hasn't been so great as of late, but I like to believe that, you know, the guys who has proved himself his whole career is going to finish the season strong. I don't think Cam Newton wants to go out like that either. 
So I believe in Olsen, man. I'm going to stick with them because I couldn't imagine right now if I was in a league, I would trade Olsen for her. So I'm going to go with Olsen. Next question comes from at JJK. He's got the next two questions. Um, first one, he wants to know how long will it take before Neil makes him a fair trade offer? Okay. First of all, <laughs> this is a ridiculous question because I make fair trade offers all the time. Uh, apparently That's not. I do. That's all I do, man. That's all I do is make fair trade offers. So <laughs> he's just bitter, man. I mean, we actually did do a trade during the season, so I don't know how he could say, when will I do a fair trade? Because he accepted one. Well, so, so JJK is so admitting he's admitting he he got a he accepted a bad trade. That that's basically what he's saying. I don't think so, though, guys. I think um, I think I did him right, man. Actually, I think he did uh, make a bad trade. How about you guys decide? Let's let's have you guys. I, I, I was getting ready I, to ask what's what's the trade. Well, we're, we're going to yeah, play a quick I, game I, of grade the trade. Listen, I totally robbed him. Right. Um, I traded <laughs> Marvin Jones when he was hot. That's not act like. After the fact, it's when he was hot. And Cameron Brait, before he got hot, I've seen it coming. You know, that's how it worked. Um, I traded them for Jamison Crowder and Amari Cooper. That is an absolute terrible trade. What do you think, Mike? You, you traded away Cameron Brait? He traded Cameron Brait and Marvin, and Marvin Jones, Jones for Amari Cooper and who else? Crowder. Uh, Jamison Crowder. It's not that terrible. I mean, it's obviously better for one side than the other, but it's not. It's a fair trade. It was actually better when it happened. Like, you know, James yeah. Crowder was like, hey, is he going to stay this way? Is this, this a thing? And then, you know, Jones was tearing it up. Uh, you know, we, we knew Bray was going to look decent possibly. So it wasn't that bad. And Cooper was struggling too. that. You know, perhaps he was getting all the plays. So it wasn't terrible. But yeah. now I look at it after the fact, I feel good about it. But I think he's in the playoffs and I'm not. So it doesn't really matter. So that's, what, a, that's a great point right there as to why leagues should have no ability to veto trades because some people might have looked at that and said, "Oh, this is a terrible trade," and then vetoed it. But oh, know. oh, I agree. I, I, I wouldn't have. That's a terrible trade, but I would not have vetoed it at all. Absolutely no. not. I mean, it, it, oh. it wasn't collusive or anything. It was, a, it was a fine deal. So yeah, and correction, he's not in the playoff, and he ended up worse than me. So I just wanted to rub that in. <laughs> so uh the next question and we'll we'll start with uh mike first on this and i'm just going to sit back and because i don't really don't have anything to do with this question uh what's the worst part about making your own podcast so jason made this entire podcast i'm just the star of the show so i'm just going to sit back and let the three of you talk you know i think for me it the, the worst part is having an idea and doing something and then listening to another podcast and they did the exact same thing. And you literally, you know, you didn't know that they were doing that ahead of time. Um, and then if, depending on how the, the release schedule goes, if people listen to both of those, they're going to hear the same thing, the same concept, the same conversation. Um, and if yours comes out after the other one, you know, and then, you know, it kind of looks like you copied them and you really didn't. There's, there's a lot of times where the same thing gets said on four or five different podcasts. Nobody's actually copying each other, but, it may appear that way sometimes. So to me, that's the worst part is feeling like you copied, but you really didn't. No, I'm, I'm sure some copy Mike. <laughs> I'm sure some <laughs> copy. Yeah. I mean, let's not be all, you know, socially justice perfect here. I'm sure some are copying. I, I, um, I've no, never, seriously. I've never copied any other podcast in my life. Listen, I'll admit it. I take all the good shit and leave all the bad shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um, no, man, I mean, you know, I, I can't really think of anything that is like terrible, like worse sounds like a bad word. Like, 
I can't think of anything. I guess, you know, if you had to say, like, what's the worst part is having to edit it, yes. you know, for me, like, <laughs> yes, you know, like, after the fact, like, having to do that, and of course, when you have multiple people on a podcast, and they don't have to edit it, they don't know what I'm talking about, but just that editing part, like, it's part of it is, like, you're anxious, because you just want to get it out, but the other fact is, like, man, it's just so much little tedious work and stuff, and I guess if you're not, like, a perfectionist or someone who, like, cares, it doesn't matter, but... When you actually are like hearing things like, oh, I got to do something about that. Oh, I got to do something about that. Oh, I got to do something about that. It's a, it's a annoying part of the process, but it's just part of it, man. You got to, you got to go through that. So that's probably the worst part. You got, you got to take the good with the bad. So I, yeah. I agree completely about the editing. It was going to be the one I mentioned, but since you took it, I think you copied it, copied it from one of my previous shows. I'll have to go back and listen. Um, <laughs> See? No. So uh, I'm going to say working with George Moore. It's probably the worst part of my podcast. And you said, yeah, you, you hear I said like, my like, podcast. It, it, How much do you guys deal with each other now on a daily basis? You work with each other for a lot of hours and then you do this. So like, how much time are you guys seeing each other a week? I, I honestly, so I'll give you a real honest answer with that. I actually see Jason more than I see my wife. That That's 100% legit. Gonna, I see Jason more than I see my wife and kids. And I'm going to be completely honest. I see George's wife way more than I see George. Oh, <laughs> oh man. He just can't win, huh? Uh, so the reason why Jason hates working with me is he's not used to being in the presence of greatness. We're going to move on to the next question here. Uh, it's not actually a question. It's a segment. It's called fair or unfair. Um, I, <laughs> I stole this from a podcast. <laughs> oh my God. No, 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 you're not the only one. So. We're kidding. Joe, get in line. Get in line. <laughs> He's completely kidding about that. The next question is from Swagzilla. Who's the biggest bust of the top ten draft picks? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, or sorry, the top twenty draft picks. And I'm gonna ask this before we start. Do you count injuries as a bust when you're picking in the top twenty? I, I, um, I guess it's a bust. It's not like a controllable one, like where you made a mistake. It's not a bust, like for you making the pick, but it is a bust for your team. You couldn't okay. control it. So it's not like you made a bust of a pick with the players above. Right. So yeah. So who's your biggest? You guys, who's your biggest bust in the top twenty? I'll let Michael first. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to accidentally steal this player. Man, there, there, there's quite a few. Um, from a performance standpoint, in relation, you know, a, a lot of people may lean towards Todd Gurley, but because of the way running backs are in fantasy football and the volume he gets, he's still doing okay he's still startable most of the time um so my my biggest bust of a player that was drafted highly has played every game uh it's got to be deandre hopkins i mean he, he's in the the mid to high 30s rankings overall he's not doing anything he's he's barely a wide receiver three so that uh, I, would be my choice i agree a hundred percent on deandre hopkins um i had made a a, a shout earlier in the off season asking people who their biggest bust of the year would be. And the picture that I used was was DeAndre Hopkins. And mm-hmm. I didn't think he was worth being picked in the first two rounds. I just didn't. I, I wasn't in on him going into the season either. So I, I, I looked but, at. But nobody could see this. Nobody well, would see I this. Didn't see, I didn't see how bad he was playing. But what I did is I looked at uh, Brock Osweiler last year. And in the seven games he started, he only averaged 204 passing yards a game. He's a poor man's Alex Smith is what he is. And, and 
I didn't think going to Houston with brand new offense, he's going to have to learn. You got a brand new uh, running back in the backfield that he's going to have to learn the offense. There's no chemistry between him and any of his wide receivers or even the offensive line. I knew it was just going to be a bad situation for Hopkins. And that was the the one guy that I also said in the beginning of the season. I'm like, I wouldn't, I would not touch him in the first three rounds. And of course I caught hell for it because it's DeAndre Hopkins, uh, but I'm not knocking his talent. It's not necessarily him. It's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Situation has a lot to do with it. Neil. All right. All right. All right. Enough DeAndre Hopkins slander. Um, <laughs> um, I would say for me, it would probably be Allen Robinson. I mean, it's safe to say he was in the top 20, right? Yes. Yeah, I would say he is. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. He was probably top 12, so yeah. Yeah, so for Allen, it was Allen Robinson for me. Similar to you guys, like I felt it going into the season. I, I've said it plenty of times. I thought he had to um, come down from where he was. I, I honestly didn't expect it to be as bad as it was because, I, I don't know, I just didn't expect it to be this bad, but I did think he was going to come down. I'm just not a Bortles fan. Um, and so I figured his numbers were too crazy to start with and, it just had to come down to a more realistic level, but I would probably say him. I mean, you got, obviously, like you said, there's a lot of guys who were injured, um, who, you know, were in the top 20, Adrian Peterson, Gronkowski, all these guys. But, um, I would say Hopkins and, and Robinson are probably the two clear cut guys that, you know, to me, at least busted pretty hard. And, and well, I, that's something yeah, I would have for sure said Alan Robinson, um, if we're going with injuries, Man, I'm just taking everything before you, I should let you go first. <laughs> no, that's, that's all right. It, it, I was going to say, if we're going to take injuries and I know you mentioned Gronk and Peterson, how about Jamal Charles? That, yes, we thought, we thought that, he was going to be out one or two games and, and where was just a placeholder. And we yeah. had that dude just collecting a paycheck on at home. I, I typically don't consider injured players to be a bust, you know, in, in the Adrian Peterson type mold of like the guy got hurt. You can't control that. Um, but with, with Jamal Charles, that is a bust, even though it's injury based because everybody was being presented with the fact that he was going to be healthy. He was going to be there and he was going to be starting week one. And then it was like, well, maybe it was week two, one and two and three. And next thing you know, he's basically didn't play this year. Um, so I think there was a lot of misinformation there that led people to draft him fairly highly. Um, so in that case, buying into that information was a bust for people. Yeah. He was one of my options in, in, in a 16-team three-person keeper. Um, I could have kept Jamal Charles with a first-round tag if I wanted. And he was by far the best player on the team uh, that I had inherited. And I, I even then, I could not keep him. I ended up... Uh, letting him go and taking Des Bryant in the first round. And even mm-hmm. though Des is, you know, he was injured and he missed a couple of games and whatnot. Um, it was still, I'm so glad that I, I, I did not keep him. I, I, it was tough yeah. to say, because like Mike said, with all the information we were given, he's going to be, you know, miss maybe a game or two, uh, but he's expected to come back, get a full workload and all that. So it was tempting to keep him. But when it came down to it, I just, I couldn't trust it. And I'm <laughs> so thankful so thankful that I did not keep him. Yeah, my, my, my by far like injury that made me the saddest that like I had the most invested in was Keenan Allen, man. That just drove me nuts, dude. I had so much stock in Keenan Allen. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah big year on the horizon. And then when he went down, dude, that just like that just killed me, man. That was like the first injury that just like wiped me out. Like from the beginning of the season. I was like, Are you kidding me? Like not that it ruined my season because I still did well, but it was just one of those things that I could just, man, it really depressed me. <laughs> Jason's, Jason's over here chuckling because he knows I had him in like four leagues. 
So I'm in a 32 team, uh, crazy ass league from the app with, uh, trade fantasy and Gigi. They're the ones who, uh, created it and running it. And my first three picks were, well, not first three picks, but, uh, three of my top picks was Keenan Allen, Eddie Lacey, and Kevin White. Let me tell you, when you're doing 30, 32 teams, one injury like that will kill you. Never mind three of them. I think I've won two games all year. Man, yeah, that's rough. So uh, the one that hurt me the most, the injury that hurt me the most, is is a recent injury. AJ Green, our league trade, we're past the trade deadline, so there's no replacing him. There's nobody on the waiver wire that can replace the points you'd get from AJ Green. And now I'm just stuck. Just stuck. Yeah, you're gonna be a little. That injury is the worst because, you, like you said, you couldn't fix whatever happened after that. You know what I mean? So, you know, Keen Allen, people, and Adrian Peterson said they could all try to fix. Um, with AJ Green injury that late in the season, man, you're just kind of you're just kind of stuck at that point. I, I know Mike is pressed because I know he's got the uh, a more important podcast to be on, and trust me, I know it's more important than this one. Oh. So we're gonna skip a couple of the questions that we have on here. The one that I really wanted to, to dig into a little bit uh, was submitted by a, a jerk. I mean, a guy by the name of Prophet um, from the Fantasy Life app. <laughs> he wanted to know who let Mike be the president of his HOA, and should HOAs be abolished? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody didn't read the show notes. Or you would have, you would have seen this. No, no, I thought. I was, I was going to say, in fairness, <laughs> I sent, I sent this. Uh, it was on the show notes from last night. I sent it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'll start with the should HOAs be abolished. No, that's like asking the president. But, they say, should the president be abolished? Come on, he's not gonna say yes, guys. No, <laughs> no, and it's you know it's it, it's not that you know it are are they a little too much at times? Absolutely, but when you're, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I grew up in a town. There was definitely no HOA. Like there was none of that. And you had some rundown houses. You had some really nice houses. You had people that that painted their siding weird colors. You know, they, they did things that just looked really trashy and stupid. Um, and then you had a people that really cared about their house. They cared about their yard. They cared about their landscaping right next to that. And that can truly have an impact on resale value. So from that perspective, I, I do understand it. And having a bit of oversight to say, these are a handful of things that, that need to be covered. Um, sometimes they get out of control and ridiculous and in that case that's where i think that they overstep their bounds and um it, it needs to be not so strict so that that's my take on should they be abolished so i'm actually going to jump in I'll second here so somebody doesn't yeah, take, my, take my answer um, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I completely agree here's the deal with hoas if you move into a neighborhood with an hoa and you agree with the rules when you buy the house Mm-hmm. Then that's the answer. You've you've signed up for that when you move in. So I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna reference something we talked about before. You just can't change the rules mid season. So mm-hmm. if I sign up for an HOA, cool. If I buy a house without one, don't give me one in the middle. Hey, hey, hey Neil. Yeah. I was gonna say that exact answer, but Jason just stole it from me. <laughs> I have, I I looked over at George's notes. <laughs> I say you're all wrong. Change the HOA rules midseason. Change the league midseason. Change everything. <laughs> so, That's so what I, say. I I used to live in an HOA. Um, I had 
my very first house was a townhouse and it was a part of an HOA. And we, when I first, when I first moved in, we had to pay $35 a month, which I was like, okay, $35 a month, you know, I find out it goes for the trash, goes for the yard maintenance. Um, it's supposed to be going towards funds for the roof. So if the roof gets damaged, you don't have to worry about paying for a roof because it's going to come out of the, the HOA funds and all that. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's not bad. Well, we had some changeover and we got a new president in and the new president decided he was going to end up raising the, the HOA dues. And they ended up raising it to $45 a month. And then they ended up raising it to $75 a month. And this was over a hike. Yeah. Huge hike. Uh, especially when the townhouses that I lived in, they didn't have any amenities. There was no, there was no community pool. There was no tennis mm-hmm. courts. There was no basketball courts. It was literally like six, uh, buildings. They had four units in each building and a parking lot. And that is it. George didn't even have indoor plumbing. No, I had indoor <laughs> plumbing. I had to get, I had to get that added. That came in later. Yeah. Um, but what the, the president ended up doing is he ended up taking the funds that were, the people were paying every month and he stole, he stole, he embezzled a whole bunch of money from his work. Plus he took the money from the HOA fund and he ran to like Pennsylvania or New Jersey or he went to a, uh, one of the Northern states up North. And what was funny about it is he actually got arrested there and they extradited him back to Florida. And when they did that, uh, he, they put him in the, our local county jail, which coincidentally was the same one I worked in. <laughs> so, so it was, it was really interesting when I get to see this guy who literally just ripped me off of hundreds of dollars that I was paying monthly. Uh, and I get to look at him and like, yeah, you stole money from me. So did you, you, son did of you a tell bitch. everybody to line up? Everyone get to turn? No, no, I, I, I <laughs> sir. I am a trained professional. Um, <laughs> and he'd never admit that in a recording. I would never admit. I've never, I would never admit that to anybody. Never mind on a recording. Um, so it's not on the list. I wanted to do one more question that's actually not on the list. It's for profit specifically. Profit. Oh, come on. This is not right. You can't just go off the script. Now, I'll say, I, I, listen, even I don't know what's about to come. Uh, profit. So I, so I, did, I, did I just get to skirt the rest of that question? Because that's cool. Oh, oh, hell no, no, no. Who the hell let you be in charge? Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's cool. That's all okay, good. okay. We skipped it. We skipped it. All right. All right. So, profit, because I've been, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Are you a Mormon, and do you have magic underwear? Oh, my gosh. Right. Oh, my God. I'm not a Mormon. I say gosh, just because that's something a Mormon would say. So, all right. Oh, um, God. Yes, I am. No, I'm not a Mormon. I'm not a Mormon. There's Not that there's anything wrong with Mormons. But, uh, gee golly gosh, I'm not a Mormon, man. All right. I mean, that's been so since you asked the question if there was something wrong with you uh, because you don't drink beer or you don't, you don't drink coffee, don't uh, eat bacon, been, you don't eat don't, bacon. That's been the running, don't eat meat. <laughs> that's been the running theme on our show for you is that you're a Mormon. Um, and you, oh, have is that the running work? theme? Are you sure that's the running theme? Because I've been murdered on the show. <laughs> I've got a hundred things. So I think there's well, a few running themes at the moment. Well, listen, uh, on the bright side, if you do get murdered and you're a Mormon, you are going to heaven. I oh, think there's a positive. I think they get their own planet if they die. Oh God! So you get your own planet. <sighs> now, now uh, I'll take it. I want to apologize to Mike. Uh, is, wait, hold on, hold on. Is it a planet without an HOA that Mike runs? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I want to. I'm going to have my damn pit bull. I want my damn pit bull. Hey, I want to. I want to apologize to Mike and Neil. This is what I deal with on a weekly, daily basis. This dude just completely goes off script. I had no idea this was coming. If you guys never want to come back, I completely get it. <laughs> no, I want to come back because I got to defend myself for every freaking time I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to throw, Mike, and I know you're pressed for time. Give me, if you can give me five more minutes, is that cool? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. All right. Um, they, they can wait. You're damn right they can. They, damn right they can wait, Josh. So, so you Jeremy. don't let him finish to answer his question, and you're making him wait longer. No, no, no. This, this, this. I got a really good question, and this one's not on there. Yeah. But uh, going into next year with 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 a fantasy draft, give me your top five. Who would you consider your top five picks in a half point PPR? On the top five picks, top five picks in a half point PPR. <clears throat> In in no particular order, um, but probably this order: uh, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke Elliott would be six. Neil, oh, you on mine too? He's his question for Mike. I no, say. no, I asked. Um, I only asked for five more minutes for Mike. The question's for everybody. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, my answer is David Johnson times five. <laughs> we're gonna it. clone him that's who i want we're gonna clone, Just him. clone him all over the place because i want david johnson times five i i humbly apologize to everyone who tried to trade him from me this year uh you guys made great offers but he's just going nowhere man i'm a, I'm a david johnson groupie man what can i say uh i, I told one guy in our, the the main league me and jason are in our home league I, I told the guy take david johnson do not be fooled by todd Gurley. he didn't listen and there you have it, man. Hey, I mean, yeah. David Johnson's the man. So, I mean, Mike's guys were obviously the, the logical answers, but uh, David Johnson is, should be number one, and he should be number one through five. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, you want to you want to know a real kick in the pants? Yeah. My my main league auction keeper league. I could have kept David Johnson for twenty eight dollars. Instead, kept Keenan Allen. Oh, that's brutal! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but you had what was no, your logic behind that, though? Did you think David Johnson was going to not be as good, or you just wanted the money, or what was your logic? Uh, the logic was that small sample size, as great as he was, I wasn't 100% positive of how it was all going to play out. And Keenan Allen is a PPR monster. That's a PPR league. There's no carry points, so the, the wide receivers have a boost there. Um and I, I wanted, you know, the, the 110 catches that Keenan Allen was supposed to get. So, oh yeah, I, I wanted all yeah. 110 as well. <laughs> yeah. So, it might just, just curious after that decision, and, and of course, it would have been different if Keenan Allen was healthy. We don't know what he would have done, and you wouldn't have burned his bat, obviously. But are you still as committed to small sample size as you were before you did that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so someone like Ezekiel, you're like small sample size. No, it's a full season. No, okay. uh, you oh, see, David Johnson, I'll, you're saying I'll say that. You, you know, you're the, saying David Johnson's small sample size because he didn't get to play the like actually start the whole season. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it, it was he had you know all those touchdowns early in the year, and nobody was starting him because he was getting like two carries and two receptions, and he'd get a touchdown. Um, you know, in the end of the year, he got a heavy workload, but we've seen that how many times over the course of years that a guy gets a big workload and is highly drafted the following year and, and just doesn't you know, doesn't live up to that. So here's why with Keenan Allen, we have that track record of 
you know, when he, when he is healthy and he had some freak injuries like his spleen thing or kidney thing or whatever he had last year. So, um, you know, it, it, he, he's there. He's that type of player. He, I went with here's, a known commodity. He, here's why Zeke Elliott is not a small sample size. That offensive line. They made Joseph Randall fantasy relevant. They made Darren McFadden, Darren McFadden. fantasy relevant. If mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott goes down, mm-hmm. they're going to make Alfred Morris fantasy relevant. It has mm-hmm. no doubt in how talented Zeke Elliott is. That's not really a question. But the fact that you add his talent along with that offensive line, there, mm-hmm. there, it doesn't matter the samples. He doesn't qualify for a small sample size. Um, it, it, he should probably, you, and even in a half-point PPR, you can probably make a case for him being taken ahead of, of David Johnson and Zeke Elliott. Or not Zeke Elliott, I'm sorry. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. Going yeah. to next year, you don't really know what that Cardinals offense is going to look like. Um, you're always mm-hmm. got the a the injury concern and b the marijuana suspension concern with uh, Le'Veon Bell. So yep. there, there's arguments you can there that are there to be made where Zeke Elliott could be the number one running back taken off the board. And it, if somebody did it, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against it. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of leagues where those three are just interchangeable. Yep, and it's just preference at that point. Yeah, and I, and I know I, I'm starting to feel like I'm in the minority at this point because with fantasy football, it seems like everything is becoming like super heavy, you know, statistics driven, algorithm this, you know, this and that. And this is what, you know, the stats say. But man, I still, I don't buy the whole, you know, numbers or everything, small sample size, this and that. Like, I just feel like if you see talent, like I can't write it off because of the amount of times I've seen it happen or, you know, how short of a window it was in or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Like, I just feel like, you know, stats are great and all those projections and algorithms are awesome. But I feel like at some point you got to be like, you know, just looking at it from your eye. Like, do you see the talent or not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to look at Hopkins. I mean, he's got all the talent yeah, in the but, world. But, again, that was a situation we could predict with his quarterback. It yeah. wasn't – we, we well, knew okay. Brock Wilder. From, from, from watching him, we've seen that he wasn't talented. So we can predict that he wasn't going to do well. You know what I mean? Okay, but yeah. Lamar Miller did better in Miami than he did in Houston. Maybe there's other variables for that too. Yeah. Look, he, he didn't stop being the guy he was. I, I hey, Lamar hey. Miller last year didn't pass any eye test though. It's not like you looked at Lamar Miller last year and said, "Oh, he's going to jump off. He's going to jump off the page." We thought exactly. maybe we thought maybe he went to a good situation. In in with the Texans, we thought maybe because he was going to get a heavy dose of workload and he was leaving the Dolphins, um, but. Nobody looked at Lamar. Well, I guess you you were really big on Lamar Miller at the beginning of the season. No, I uh, no, or, I wasn't that big. But on anyway, him. so he nobody looked at him and said, "Oh, he's going to break out." He, he's I didn't never thought he was a great back. So a, a lot of people thought he was yeah. going to break out. A lot of people thought he was. Too, I think too many people projected too much volume onto him, and we had still never seen him handle that workload. They went through like three different coaches down there in Miami and not a single one of them ever gave him this big volume. So that was my thing from the beginning is if three coaches don't give him the volume, why is a fourth coach going to suddenly give him this volume? Yeah, they're definitely red flags. All right. So I think we're going to go ahead and end with the question and answer segment. We've, we've held you guys up long enough. So I'm again, I'm going to get real close to my show notes because I can't see I'm blind. 
and it says closing. Where can people reach you at? I'm, I'm doing it really bad job at this on purpose. But guys, where where can people reach you at if they want to reach out to you if they want to listen to your podcast instead of ours? Which I I can't imagine why. Yeah, there's no reason you should be listening to ours and not theirs. I would listen to theirs before I listen to my own. Wait, what? <laughs> I just download and don't listen to ours. I actually download and listen to theirs. Okay, so guys, where where can people reach you? Where where can they hear you? Go ahead, Mike. I'll let you go first. I don't steal your answers. There you go. <laughs> uh, you can you can find me on Twitter very sporadically and at MPW270. Uh, same with the Fantasy Life app, MPW270. Again, r- rather sporadically. Um, little career change has hampered my time on fantasy football. But uh, you can listen to our Fantasy Life OG podcast. Uh, find us on iTunes. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, it's everywhere. Just Google Fantasy Life OG and uh, give us a listen. We appreciate all the listeners that are out there. All right. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all those social media places at Clock Dodgers. Um, the, the podcast, Clock Dodgers Podcast, of course, like everyone else has said today, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, all those places. Um, so just, just, you know, go on there, subscribe. And uh, like I said, at Clock Dodgers everywhere else or on the Fantasy Life Lab at Profit. I know it's kind of confusing. It doesn't make sense why it's different there, but it is. All right. And so, guys, you can reach George and I at Clock Dodgers. <laughs> you can reach out to me at Profit. I'm on Twitter at Clock Dodgers. Oh, I just told somebody to answer. Gosh, um, guys keep stealing my answers. So if, if you're – if you're listening to this podcast and for some reason, like I said earlier, you're not listening to the Fantasy Life OG podcast or the Clock Dodgers podcast, go listen, download, um, give them a review, give them a five-star rating. I'm sure that they would greatly appreciate it. Um, you can, uh, well, I was going to say where you could find me and Jason at, but if you're listening to the show, you probably know. Unless you stumbled across it, <laughs> just wandering. Tell them anyway. Where can they find you guys? Uh, in my blue room right do now. Do you know where they can find you? <laughs> yes, so, I do, but so that, you can't even one find the, yourself. One of the, yeah, so one of the things that keeps happening on our show is George has a mild case I, of dyslexia. I, I do. I have a very mild case of dyslexia. So instead of BFTG, it's always BTFG, and then I get to make fun of him. <laughs> so... So guys, if you wanna if you wanna reach out to us, you can reach us at Gmail at BFTG at gmail dot com. You can reach us on our Twitter at BFTG Pod. You can catch us at our website at BFTGpodcast dot com. You can catch us on the Fantasy Life app where I'm at Dr. Mill. I'm at Geo. Uh, we are on iTunes and on Stitcher. We're not on Google Play yet. You guys are show offs. I just wanna say like <laughs> well number one, thank you guys again for having me on. I appreciate it. I love what you guys are doing, so thank you for having me on. But can you, um, Jason, just make sure somewhere in here, beginning and middle, you drop that Hillary Clinton drop on this one? So I'm going to fuck Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, so that's... Oh, God. He he brings up a good point. At the end of every show, you have to listen all the way to the end of our theme music because from now on, there will be a different George clip of the week. Uh, The one on the... The, the one we just released is absolutely amazing. So download it. If you don't want to hear the crap that we talked about the whole time, just go right to the end of the podcast. Listen to the two-second clip right after the end, the closing credit music. Um, I've heard it. It is gold. 
It's it's something that got cut out of our gold, podcast. Jerry, gold. Yeah, it got cut out of our last podcast. The the whole conversation because we got kind of deep in the weeds about what we do at work or a little bit about work, and we don't we don't really do that on the show. So we said let's cut that out. But this little segment of that show is in there, and it, it's hilarious. It's amazing. Um, one thing I forgot to do before we close this out is thank you guys for coming on because I uh I I have no couth. He's bad at podcasting. Um, so thank you guys again for being <laughs> for agreeing to be on this shitty show. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you again for joining us doing the the Toys for Tots drive. Um, it means a lot to us, and it's going to mean a lot to a lot of kids. Um, it, it's it's one of the more important things we've done this Christmas season. Uh, so thank you guys again. Uh, we really appreciate it. No problem. Hey, do you guys ever say where you guys work at on here? No. We we actually refer so. <laughs> it we, we refer to it as the factory, um, which is, oh, okay. on our part is actually very it's a strategic thing. Um, I got pulled aside for when I went when I went down and did your podcast, Neil. Uh, I had my supervisor actually listen to it, and he pulled me aside and he's like, you know, you didn't say anything bad, you didn't say anything that you know would be deemed to get you in any type of trouble or anything. He goes, but. He goes, it's a very thin line. He goes, if you mention, you know, anything about the company or anything about what you do at the factory, you are instantly becoming a representative of the factory. And so, therefore, anything you say can be taken as it's coming directly from here. He goes, and, and why you didn't do anything bad, that's a line you probably don't want to walk. He goes, because one slip up can get you in, in a lot of trouble. And dealing with what Jason and I deal with on a, on a daily basis. Uh, we don't mention it by name. We just call it the factory. And, gotcha. and, and, and this way we keep the podcast completely separate from what we actually do and where we do our grind at. Yeah. That smart, smart move. That male strip club. Not a bad idea. That, that male strip club really hates when we talk about them. Yes, they do. <laughs> well, I'm just glad you should tell me before that our episode has some scandal on it. Cause I need to like rename it stuff now. No, 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 no. Listen, the boss man, listen, the boss man said it was good. I'm good with that. <laughs> so, but all right, well, we're going to get, we're going to get Mike out of here. I know he's, like I said, I know at least he has something more important to be doing than this shit show. Yeah. They're, they're, they're blowing me up now. Are they? Nervous. All right. Yeah, that, that, I, tell, tell, tell Josh and, and Jeremy, I said, uh, they can wait. Tell him if they need yeah. you. That tell, tell Jeremy. Tell me, Jeremy. Tell Jeremy. I, I graciously gave him my playoff spot. Tell him. I'll tell him that the, how we're appeasing this whole situation. Is... Yes. <laughs> tell him if you the if they branch. need you that bad, you deserve a raise. Hey, oh, there you go. You got leverage now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can make all that money. Tell, yes. <laughs> tell him. All tell him. Tell him you're doing guest appearances now, man. You got you're a little busy. I know. I've done a couple now. It's crazy. Tell them you're going to switch sides and you're going to come be on our podcast from now on. No, don't do. Don't tell them that. You're, you don't want us to take a step backwards. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, you're, you're, you're talking about the HOA podcast that you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's where he pro, uh, yeah, proposes new thing. rules in the middle of the season. Yeah, that's right, Mike. Yeah. Just stop banning pitbulls, Mike. It's all I ask. I pay. I work for what was written for me. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right. Mike, Neil, again, um, thank, thank you guys for uh, for coming yeah. on our show. You you have no thank idea how much you. we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey, man. I'll see you on Sunday. 
right. We'll, we'll get with you. We're probably going to meet up at your place, but we'll get with you and we'll work out the details. If you want to tell us where you live, you totally – we're not no, holding you man, hostage. I don't, know. I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll figure something out. He, yeah, actually, we'll, we'll definitely talk. don't let me know. Don't let me know where you live. Mike's actually listening yeah, to us I don't want to get egged. I, listen, I'm banned from Neil's neighborhood. The the guy that works the security guy at the shack at the front, he's got my picture. I'm not allowed in that neighborhood no more. Yeah, I mean, sure. I was like, the first time you came to our door, I was like, hey, did we not discuss this early to the guy at the gate? Like, <laughs> this guy doesn't come here. Like, we talked about this earlier. <laughs> Somebody lost their job, it's safe to say. It's okay. <laughs> oh, damn. All right, guys. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. Thank you. All right, right, guys, that was our interview with Mike and Neil. We'd like to thank them for coming on. If you'd like to reach them, George, where can you reach those guys? Well, you can find Neil. Um, His his podcast is the Clock Dodgers podcast. You can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, any place that really does podcasts because he's really professional. Um, You can find Mike. He's from the Fantasy Life OG podcast. Um, You can find him on Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes. You can find them both on the Fantasy Life app. Neil is at Profit. Uh, it spells funny. It's with a Y, a YT at the end instead of a IT or whatever it is. Um, you can find Mike on the Fantasy Life app at MPW270. Um, Neil has a chat in there. It's a Clock Dodgers chat. Mike is a part of the FLOG uh, podcast chat. Um, again, we want to thank them for coming on the pod. Um, we've been trying to, to get them on here for a while to talk about the toys for tots, but then we just actually got to where the schedules mesh for us and them. It wasn't the schedules. You know what it was, George? What was it, Jason? They had to wait until we were on iTunes and Stitcher because their star was just too bright to come on a podcast that wasn't. This, this is true. I, I wasn't really going to be honest with it. I was going to make it sound like it was a scheduling issue, but it, really what it was is we just weren't good enough. We're still not good enough, but we roped them into it anyway. Yes. So, uh, again, Toys for Tots, it's the last week, the final push, $1,000. Maybe by the time you hear this, it'll be all over. I'm not 100% sure yet, <laughs> um, depending on edit, depending on the editing. But it, even if we're too late and our, our Toys for Tots is closed, go donate. It's an amazing charity that helps kids. It helps kids. That's all you have to say about a charity. Does it help kids? Yes, I'm in. Not, not only does it help kids, it's a 100% helping kids. It, it's not a charity where, you know, they're going to send, you know, 25% of your, your profit or your donation to corporate and 50% goes over here and then, you know, 25% goes to the actual cause. That's, that's not how Toys for Tots works. It's strictly, it's ran by the Marine Corps Reserves, 100% of all donations go directly to the kids the thing that would be awesome is if 25 percent of the toys did go to the office so like somebody in the marine office was playing with like a slinky um i would venture to say that's probably happened before no, not with toys for tots though i, I not think- not with a, not a slinky given from toys for tots but i'm i can guarantee you marines are pretty crafty we're pretty shifty uh we we, we pretty much do anything and play with anything We'll play with anything we can reach. <laughs> Lucky you guys aren't T Rexes. <laughs> yeah, I got little hands and a big head. <laughs> oh. All right. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode, and thank you for taking a break from your weekly grind.
We'll play with anything we can reach.